In today's episode, we talk about how to avoid wasting time with flashcards. We chat about active versus passive studying, how flashcarding can be incredibly useful for students when used properly, thoughtfully, and intentionally. We chat about how time spent on quote-unquote studying does not necessarily correlate with performance on an assessment, and we further open up about what active flashcarding is and how to make it productive for learners. Welcome to Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. If you are interested in working with one of us or one of our team members, sign up for a phone call on our websites. My practice is CAP Educational Therapy Group, where we specialize in executive functioning and or ADHD. To sign up for a phone call with my practice, please go to www.capedtherapy.com, K-A-P-P. And if you are interested in all the other things, go to Steph's practice website, which is my ed therapist.com and click sign up for a phone call. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 158 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Kapp. So... Today, Steph, I wanted to talk about flashcards because I feel like this is one of those study strategies that parents are constantly bringing up, students feel comfortable employing, and yet very often they're not effective and for their purpose. The purpose of studying is to hold on and retain information that you either know or you're relearning Mm -hmm. so that you can produce the information when being asked in a test situation, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really noticing is, first of all, kids using Quizlet a lot. Mm -hmm. And I have very mixed feelings about Quizlet. And my main sort of objection to it is that it's not active. So it's been a while since you and I have discussed what active and passive studying is on the podcast. So Steph, how would you define it? We would say passive studying is what probably most kids do. Right. It's osmosis, basically. They think by looking at something, it will just go into their heads. So sometimes they think, okay, if we talk about it being active, they might think reading the book counts as active, but that does not. That is also passive. So when we're talking about doing active studying, we're talking about doing something with the information. So it's not just looking at it and saying, oh, I'm going to remember this. It's understanding it and then doing something with it. So that could be things like making a study guide. That could be drawing a picture, explaining it to someone else, teaching your dog or your parents. It's some way of you processing the information, and it's not just repeating it. It's really making connections and understanding what it is. So a lot of kids will sit there and just memorize it, just wrote, remember exactly word for word. Without any thought or intentionality behind it. Yeah. So the minute a teacher asks a question that's not just a black and white answer and doesn't go along with any sort of analysis. They don't know the answer because they only knew the words to put together, not really understanding why or how or all the W questions. So that's active versus passive studying. So we have talked a lot about studying in the last 158 episodes of this podcast, but if you want to roll back, 
to some of our earliest episodes. Episode three was called The Do's and Don'ts of Studying. And episode four was about creating a study plan. So in episode three, we really dig even more into active versus passive studying. And what we'll say is that active studying takes less time, requires more engagement over the long term. And if you listen to Dr. Rishi Sriram's episodes, he talks about studying in 30-minute increments. And that's why we always say study effectively, study smarter. But parents and students both think that there is a correlation between time invested in studying and output. All the research is showing that is not the case. But we wanted to talk specifically about flashcards today. Flashcards can be an incredibly useful study tool when used in an active way. And so as we're kind of talking through this, I hope our audience is engaged in a way that they're like, okay, Quizlet doesn't offer that. Mm -hmm. And doing this online doesn't offer that element of it. So there are lots of different ways to study. Steph loves making your own tests, creating your own study guides. We talk about using past assessments and notes as information to sort of review. And then to specifically pay attention to missed questions. If you are not familiar with our red light, green light method, really briefly, When you have a study guide or you're producing materials that you're going to use sort of for a study guide if the teacher doesn't offer one, such as past tests and assessments and notes and homeworks, you want to red light, green light them, which is a quick scan, should not take more than five minutes, of all the materials you have and you go with a highlighter and you're like, okay, this I could write eloquently and answer any question about, like, I know this information. And I understand it. And I understand it. There's no follow-up questions. Then you have reds, which is like a hard stop of like, oh, if I got this on the test, it would be a hard stop. I wouldn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then you have yellow, which is like, I could sort of muddle my way through, but it's not a green yet. And it's not a red. The reason we really advocate for red light, green light is because students tend to spend a lot of time reviewing information they already know, all the greens. Mm -hmm. And then they report to their parents and their teachers, I studied, I feel prepared. And then the grade doesn't reflect that at all because they studied what they already knew. Mm -hmm. So that's why we really want to point out and pay attention to what they both know and what they don't know, because your time is best spent on what aren't the greens yet, the reds and the yellows. Yeah. And I'm going to add into that, looking at past assessments and missed questions, a lot of times students will just look at, oh, I just didn't memorize that answer. And really a good strategy is to take a deep dive into what kind of questions they're getting wrong. Right. Because a lot of times they're similar questions. Almost always there are similar questions. And so if we can sort of address what's confusing about those style of questions Mm -hmm. or subject matter, then we can really solve some underlying problems while also creating metacognition and self-awareness in our students about who they are as learners. So when they're on the test, they can be like, "Uh uh-uh, I went over this problem with Steph. Mm -hmm. Like, I know this is where I go awry and I'm not going to make that mistake this time. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about active flashcarding. Do you like my verb? I was going to say, that's a good one. It's a good one, right? Yeah, I love making those up. So studying starts at the creation of the flashcard stage. And we want to make sure the flashcards are serving us at every stage of preparing to study, studying, executing on the test. First of all, you want to make sure you're using multicolored flashcards. And when you're writing, you want to make sure you're using different colors on multicolored flashcards. You don't just want to write the rote definition. Mm -hmm. You want to restate the definition in your own words. You want to give your own example. 
And we're a big fan of drawing pictures. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that I just suggested, multicolored flashcards, multicolored pens, using your own words, coming up with your own example, and drawing pictures. Those are five different ways that students can remember what was on that particular flashcard. As opposed to just using white with blue pen, it does not offer them an opportunity to remember what was different or unique about that particular flashcard. Mm-hmm. The next thing you want to do sort of an active flashcarding, and this may seem obvious, but it's not. It's 100% not. Is to sort them. You're going to red light, green light flashcards, essentially. There's no yellow. You know it or you don't. You know it or you don't. What do I know? What don't I know? And you create two piles. This should not be done in a student's head. This should be done out loud. Yes, that's the biggest thing right there. Because it's really easy to fool ourselves that we know something when we're just saying it to ourselves in our head. Mm -hmm. Oh, I said that. Yeah. When you're forced to say it out loud, there's no denying if you can or you cannot say it out loud. Yeah. Then you want to focus on small increments of your red light pile. Three at a time, four at a time, sort of depends on each individual student. Some students will do five at a time until all those reds become automatic greens. And then they move over into the green pile. This is why it's incredibly effective to do flashcarding over several days because you don't have to do all the reds on the same day. Your brain can't retain that much. And every day you're reviewing all the greens, including all the new things that are green. And let's be clear. This isn't making the flashcards and studying them the night before the test. Right. Got some time management in there because it takes time to make the flashcards because that counts as studying time. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people put that into account that all the studying time isn't just looking at the flashcards and practicing and all of that. Right. And it only counts as studying time if you're being intentional in your language coming up with your own definitions, putting in pictures. If you're doing rote, just copying and pasting definition, it's not studying. Absolutely not. So we want to take advantage of each sort of opportunity along the way to make sure that we're taking advantage of time invested. Mm -hmm. So Smarties, let us know how you flashcarded in the past And this would be a great episode to put on in the car with your student when they can't leave. (laughs) So have a great week. Have a great week.